Hello and welcome to Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. My name is Michelle and I will be your guide to all things metaphysical. So go ahead and grab yourself a drink. It can be a spirit because we're going to bring some spirit in here and, and actually talk real spiritual growth. Okay, so my name is Michelle and I was born in England. I started seeing dead people when I was about three years old. Um, my grandfather had died three days before my third birthday and he used to come visit my nan in the flat that my mom and, sis mom and her sister uh, moved her into. And he used to sit up in the bed and talk to me for hours and there was a brown chair in my nan's living room and if we were in there then I would sit on his knee or on the chair directly and he would tell me stories. Um, that kind of happened randomly to me a lot of times. I would just know things like when I was about eight years old and in school I actually told people that I was born in the wrong country. I was supposed to be an American and here I am living in America American citizen and um, loving life. I know that the move was what was supposed to happen. Um, so yeah, I do psychic readings. I do mediumship readings. I have used a spirit board before. I'll explain that in a later podcast. I have used um, cards, oracle cards. I don't really use the um, tarot cards. They just don't resonate, although I have quite a collection going because I do love them. And um, I just generally in a reading, I will just sit there and start talking and whatever's coming through is what you need to hear. I always like to tell people that a psychic reading go with no expectations because you go in there and you really want to hear from somebody and it's always very specific you want to, you want somebody specifically to come through if you get in a mediumship reading and the fact of the matter is in any reading you're going to get what you need not what you want so when you do sit if you can try and release all expectations and just know that the reader is doing what's for your highest and best good then you get the reading that you actually need and you'll find that it actually fits in with your life and it helps um, with the processing. Uh, before going to a, into a reading, for me, the process is quite simple. I will take maybe 10 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how focused I need to get in order to open up. And I will sit there and I'll meditate and I'll pray and I'll just ask my guides hey, you know, only allow people through who have highest and best intentions. I don't like to deliver bad news. I will do if necessary, but only if there's something positive that can come out of delivering the news. So like I have told people when somebody's going to die, but I've told them so they can make it there on time to see them before they pass. And when I've done that, it's literally been a blessing to them and their family because they get to say goodbye instead of being at a funeral going, oh my God, I wish I'd have had a chance to say this or that. Um, I've only ever been thanked for those messages, even though they're very hard to deliver. The people I've delivered them to have always said, oh my God, 
like that time was priceless and we wouldn't have got that so always for the highest and best good of the person uh, that I'm reading um, it's hard to not get connected when you're connecting with spirit you do feel as an empath um, as an empath you feel everybody's emotions so for me when I I basically did um, readings professionally for about two weeks and it drained my energy completely I got very very depressed and I stopped doing it professionally at that time because it was too much for me to process and it was very very difficult and I didn't like the place I was doing it out of because this is a God-given gift and if I run over on time and I don't have anything else I don't have something else scheduled then I want the freedom to be able to give all the information that comes through instead of limiting myself to a certain time period um, spirit doesn't work on time spirit works on what you need to hear that's why you'll watch TV with these mediums and as they're driving to an appointment they're already starting to get stuff because spirits always eager to communicate because they know what it feels like to be on this side like they know how alone we feel sometimes they know that we question everything that we're like well is there really a god is there really spirit uh what happens when we die we have these universal questions as human beings about what the parts of this world are that we can't see that's why we're interested in ufos aliens it's why we want to go out into space and travel it to see what's actually out there this is why the imagination runs wild with sci-fi because these things have to come from somewhere and if you look into the history of mankind we have pyramids in several different areas of the world and there are images of people who came to earth and they all look like the same kind of animal like the pictures of them and they're in different areas on the earth how did that happen how do we all end up with similar ideas as to what went on and you know like in several different uh, backgrounds we have dragons like in England it's when a knight but one a knight won his spurs in the stories of old and he killed a dragon and all that and then in China dragons so you've got to wonder what these dragons are and where they came from and why people still talk about them like this is not an imaginary thing this is something that used to exist and used to be seen and I'm not saying that they're no longer real I'm just saying we no longer see them we've become so narrow-minded like children will see all sorts of things that we don't see they'll talk about fairies in the garden if you just listen to them they hear and see things that we no longer have access to because we've managed as we've grown older to get these things knocked out of us the imagination the ability to see things it does like small children will have it and they'll make comments and they hit about five or six and the real world has kind of come in on them and taught them that these things aren't real and so they stop saying it they stop seeing it they stop um for me i always believed in fairies i grew up in england i had friends who believed in fairies um we just kind of accepted it as real um but I my in my adulthood the first time I saw a fairy was when I was at a metaphysical shop and I actually spotted a blue one who was working on one of the plants outside and it was the weirdest 
moment for me. It resonated so deeply. And I was like, oh, what else do I not see that my mind's been shut down to just simply because we no longer believe in it. And so if you can open your mind and you can journey and you can do meditations to do so, you can, you can open your perspective to the world. So I'm a big picture kind of girl. I like to look at everything as though, well, just because I haven't experienced it doesn't make it not real. Um, I'm also a Reiki master, which is energy healing work. I was all my life. My mom used to say I had healing hands. Um, and then I got my Reiki attunement. So I now know what to call it. Um, but it's definitely not the only energy that I am running. I do Reiki, but I'm running other energies at the same time. I can basically start doing energy work on you and I will be able to tell you where you're hurting or what's going on with you. And I'll be able to see it in your body. Um, it's not always guaranteed. It depends how open you are to me as well. Do you want to share your most innermost secrets? If you do, chances are I'm going to be able to see it. If you're wanting to keep yourself a little bit blocked so that I don't see everything because you've got things you just don't want the world to know, that's okay too. I'm not supposed to know everything. Again, if, if the universe is going to show it me, please make it so that I can do something positive in order to help someone. So I have a friend lately and she's been going through some health issues and she was very worried about it coming out badly. And I literally turned to her and said, no, no, you're going to be fine. This one's okay. And I just knew. And when it came out, what I had told her was exactly what was wrong. I'm not going to discuss what that thing was because she deserves her privacy. But I was spot on as to what was going on with her. And fortunately, she's doing great. And that's what matters. Um, in life and in, in my life, in my spiritual life, I've had a lot of loss. A lot of friends who just can't stand the fact that I can see stuff, get very guarded and they'll push me away. Um, usually it's for my highest good, again, because that's what I ask for. Just whatever's happening, make it for my highest good. There are always lessons involved when you lose people. Um, those lessons can be harsh. And as an empath, they hurt me a lot. I will drown in the hurt sometimes. I suffer severe depression and I feel responsible for everything and everyone because if I'm so spiritual, how come I'm not getting everything right all the time? And the fact of the matter is, I'm here as a spiritual being having a human existence. And with a human existence comes lessons. And with those lessons, those lessons are not always easy. In fact, you learn the most from the ones that hurt the most. And feelings of inadequacy all the time. Uh, no matter how much I try and give, it never feels like enough. We all have mom guilt if we're a mom. We all have, you know, guilt over the things that we think have hurt people in our lives. And the hardest thing in the world to do is forgive yourself. And it's a process and we have to take the time in order to process and try not to hit out and just react. And that's so much easier said than done. And I am, again, a human. So I have made mistakes. I will own them. I will say I'm sorry if I've done wrong, but I won't accept somebody who 
can never look, self-reflect and see that they actually did some wrong. And I find that's part of the problem in life is that now we have a very divided world where people really do just only see their side and can't see past the end of their nose. And that's difficult when you're trying to form relationships or have communication with people that's honest. And being a, a medium and intuitive, uh, being authentic is really, really important. And so when I see people who are not as authentic, I, I find it a little more difficult to communicate with them because I always know when somebody's being shady. I can always feel it before it happens. I can see it coming and it hurts me because I'm like, hey, I'm lovable too. But, you know, the fact of the matter is we're not supposed to love everybody and they're not supposed to love us. You know, they're going to have different lessons to us. And that means that they need to be exactly who they are. So either learn to accept them as they are and recognize that that's just how they behave. And if you're going to continue a relationship with them, you have to accept them for where they are at or decide that this is no longer healthy for you and walk away. Those are your options. But just get real with who you are. Get real and authentic and learn, you know, like recently, I'm feeling very insecure and inadequate. And I'm like, oh, so-and-so made me feel this way. Well, no, they didn't. What they did was live their lives in their way. And because I don't behave the same way as that, because to me, that would be not the right thing to do, I get very defensive of it. Well, they're being authentically who they are and I'm judging them. And that makes me in the wrong. So instead of saying anything, instead of being ugly about it, I have recognized it this time because I had this lesson just a couple of years ago. I recognized it this time. I'm like, okay, so how do you handle it differently this time? How do you process this differently so that it doesn't break your heart? So that it doesn't hurt you tremendously? And the truth of the matter is, I'm just giving it up and giving it to God and knowing that what is meant to be will always be mine. Like if it's meant to be, then I will have what I need. And what I've found lately is that while I've been feeling this way, I've also been attracting different people of a higher spiritual vibration. And so maybe the reason this is happening is what I call the universal kick up the ass. And what will happen is you start to feel a certain kind of way and eventually in order for the friendship to separate, the universe will give you a kick up the ass and they'll show you, hey, this is why it doesn't suit your purposes. This is what's wrong with this situation. And that can happen in a job. It happened to me when I was working a corporate job. I loved my job. I was very happy there. And then new management came in and he totally misread the situation and totally thought he knew everything. And it just pushed me out very, very quickly. I just quit. I was like, no, can't work with you. You are not of the right vibration for me to be around. I'm now miserable coming to work instead of happy coming to work. And that doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do your children any good. It doesn't do your life. And I was lucky because my husband 
was prepared to take care of everything until I got another situation going. Um, the universe will kick us up the ass if we're supposed to be doing something and we're not. Um, this podcast came as a kick up the ass. COVID hit. My real estate business kind of went by the wayside because my son has epilepsy and I needed to be home with him whilst he was doing school and I needed to be available for him. And, you know, you prioritize what really matters in life and my children matter more to me than anything else. So I prioritized that and my business went downhill because I didn't have the time or the attention to put into it. And... I turned to my husband and I'm like, listen, I've got a bad back. Walking upstairs at home is hard enough when I'm going to show houses. It's very, very difficult. It's no longer, I'm no longer functioning how I need to in order to do what's best. And yeah, clients who understand my bad back and have patience and are willing to work with me, great. But when it's a total stranger and they don't understand you know, I don't want to put myself in that position because it feels awkward. And my husband says, well, you need a podcast. You need to explain these things to people that you're always explaining to us, that you explain to your friends, that you talk about here, you talk about there. A lot of people don't understand the spiritual world in the way you do. And so I was like, okay, I'll try a podcast. I hate talking. I hate being like the My kids, bless their hearts, they have very few photos of me because I just, I hate my photograph being taken. I'm very insecure in that way and I own it. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I've had a lot of things go on in my life that have made me feel that way. And, you know, that's just part of my journey. And I'm hoping the podcast, you know, the thing is you learn the most when you're out of your comfort zone. And this to me is absolutely out of my comfort zone. Like I'm cringing as I talk. I know the universe wants this because I keep asking and the answer keeps being yes. I am happy to do it because it means I'm getting back in touch with who I am authentically instead of who I've been pretending to be for the last three, four years. Well, the rest of my life, basically, when for a long time I just couldn't be authentically me because I was trying to fit in a mold that was given to me by society, my parents, my friends. I've always tried to fit in the mold so I could get along with people. And I'm learning now that that mold it's got so many cracks because it's too small and it's not who I am. And I have a really, really good heart. I want nothing more than to help people. And if by doing a podcast, I can reach people and teach them a way to get through their life without hurting themselves more, then that's what I want to do. I want to be here to help you on your journey. I want you to be able to email me questions and whether they be like a question about something that's um, an occult tool, like my spirit boards, the tarot cards, uh, crystal ball readings, tea leaf readings, all of these things. If you've got questions about any of that, if you've got questions about any kind of healing modalities, I will find a specialist and we will ask the questions because 
I'm totally into finding out more about other modalities as well. It's like fascinating to me as these things that are quote unquote new age, but are actually ancient age. They are ancient age things that we are relearning and remembering. Um, I'm excited to go on that journey too and find out more. So I'm going to have an email set up on my website. I have some jewelry on my website that I hand make. It's always garnets and sterling silver. I charge it by moonlight. I charge it with Reiki. I have cleansed it as well. So like what I'll do is cleanse it and then charge it and make sure that it's full of positive energy. I only make jewelry when I'm feeling good about everything in life because I never want to attach any negativity to anything. And I'm going to be doing more and more. I'll add to it as we go along. Uh, but for right now, I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me a chance. And I want you to know that when you're on your journey and you feel alone, you never are. I'm always here. You can find me on Twitter under Lipsy, L-L-I-P-S-Y. And you can, you know, tweet me. Tweet me a question or tweet me, I'm having a shitty day. Can you help me feel better? I'll send some energy your way. I'm like wide open to do whatever I can in order to do the greater good for the greatest amount of people. That's my ideal. Um, over time, I'll start asking for volunteers to send in like an email with a picture and I'll tell you what I see from the picture. Um, hopefully it's spot on. I don't guarantee anything because the universe works the way it needs to. Again, you get the message you need, not the message you want. Um, I have learned never change anything in a reading because even if it makes no sense to me and no sense to you at the time, give it a couple of months and you will figure it out. It will all of a sudden hit you. Um, anyways, I'm really excited to go on this journey with you. My website is lipsy.com. Again, that's L-L-I-P-S-Y because I am uh, Michelle and I am doing my podcast Life Lessons with an Inebriated Psychic. Now, why inebriated? That's because when I first started doing readings professionally, I always needed a glass of wine. And the joke was, oh my God, you have to be inebriated to read people. And the truth is now I don't, but it's so cute. And my husband was so like, oh, that's so typically British to have to have a drink in order to do anything. And so it's just a play on it quite often, especially with energy work, I won't have a drink because I like to be clear when I'm working in other people's energies. But when it comes to actually doing a reading, sometimes a glass of wine is all you need to for you to relax and for the person you're reading to relax. Then their guard comes down just enough that you can actually connect really strongly. And I'm not talking about getting, you know, totally out of your mind drunk. I'm talking about just relaxing. And, you know, if you don't drink, that's fine, too. You don't have to, but you know, we're uh, rocking with all spirits here. So anyways, thanks again for listening. And I am very excited to start this journey with you. I'm going to peace out right now and have a great day. Thanks a lot. Bye.